Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome, one and all, to another exciting episode of Real Presence Live today here. I'm in, I'm Aaron Bosch. I'm in the studio here in Fargo with my wonderful co-host. Rexanne Solomon. Yes. Good to, good to be back. Yes, it's great to be back. This is what our third time hosting together now. Yes, we're we're in a rhythm now. Okay, finally, <laughs> see, we're, we're hitting our stride here. Third time's the charm. It's gonna be our best show ever, folks. So That's just, right. we're, you're gonna hold us to that too. We're gonna make this easily the best show we've done so far. We're just gonna try to get better every single time. That's right. And we have an, an in person guest to start things off. So uh, that's pretty awesome. Yes, it is, in fact. But uh, before we get to that, let's start with a quick prayer here. Get everything set up. So uh, here I'll lead. And the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, so we have, joining us today, we have Sebastian O'Donnell, one of our new hires here at Real Presence uh, Radio. So if you want to just, well, let's hand it over to you, Sebastian. Why don't you introduce yourself? What's your position at uh, RPR? Hey, uh, morning, and thanks for having me. Um, <clears throat> my position is a business assistant and underwriting assistant. Uh, I started here just earlier earlier this week, so I'm excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Yes, we've definitely been, every time we get someone new at Real Presence Radio, since we're such a small, kind of tight-knit family here at this company, it's always nice to have someone new to introduce, and then hopefully we're not giving you weird looks, like, oh, who's that over there? You know, like, ooh, new person. Everyone, it's it's, it's kind of like when you have, I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, I just became an uncle, by the way, in between our last uh, episode that we did, Roxanne, and this one, so I have that kind of new baby, like, wonder still in my life, where that's kind of what it is, getting a new employee here at RP, is like, ooh, look at the new, new child, like, ooh, look at this, so... Which is not to say that you are a baby in any ways. No, it's just, no, that's no. just our yeah. weird... I'll be the our, baby for a while. Yes, that's our sure. just weird yeah. fixation when someone new comes in the door. It's kind of how we treat you. So yep. we're not trying to patronize you. Now. It's just how we are. We're a tight-knit family here. So tell us a bit about your educational and kind of career background. What did you study? And then what are your like career goals here at RPR? Yeah, so I went to college on the East Coast to Christendom College in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied English and the liberal, liberal arts. Um, graduated in 2019, and I worked for a Microsoft vendor. Um, kind of analyzing sales, doing compliance, um, doing revenue validation. Uh, I did that for a little over four years. Um, and then Microsoft terminated the contract, so I was in the market for a new job. And I found uh, Real Presence in a church bulletin. Uh, <laughs> and I researched a little bit more on the website, um, applied, got an interview, and uh, here I am. So it worked out. So just... Just a shout out to any of those who are advertising in church bulletins. It does pay off, right? It so. absolutely does. In, <laughs> in fact, as a matter of fact, that's how my mom found the listing for the job that I currently have. Is she mentioned it to me after she saw it in a church really? bulletin. So, yes, the church bulletin seemed to be our best recruiting tool we've ever possibly had. So, if you ever want to have more exciting things to fill out your church bulletin, just ask us and we'll have plenty of things. We're always yeah, looking for absolutely. new people here. That's awesome. Yes, absolutely. It's it's incredible. So, so Sebastian, I, I recognize you as um, part of a family that I know well. I know your mom, and she's a friend of mine, and, and I know you all have been in, involved in tennis through the years. So tell me a little bit about your tennis journey. Did you did you play tennis with Shanley, and, and 
And and I'm just curious because your whole family's involved in that sport, and just like yeah. to hear a little bit more about how how yeah. how that was. And what birth order you have? Six six boys total. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, we all played tennis. We were basically born on the court. Um, my mom uh, she plays maximum once twice a day, uh, but no, it's it's a lot of fun. I I played for Shanley, um, played varsity, and we all we all participated in tennis and. A couple of my brothers still do uh, full-time coaching, and um, so we're, we're just really involved with the sport and just athletics in general. It's, it's a lot of fun. What is your favorite aspect of tennis as far as, like, why did... I mean, obviously, you were in the tennis family, but was there, is there something about the sport that, that draws you? I know it's more of an individual sport versus, you know, I mean, you're on a team, but what yeah. is it do you think that that you really liked about it no it's a, definitely a unique sport in the fact that uh, it's just you out there uh if you're playing badly you can't call for a sub to come in uh like in basketball or football you just have to stick it out and uh gut it out and take your punishment you know if it's not your day <laughs> um but at the same time uh, if you if you are playing well it just it feels very validating um to know that you could do that yourself um and just the competitiveness of it is is very fun for us. I tell you, I growing up, we didn't have tennis in my little town in Northeast Montana. So, and it seemed boring to me when I watched it on TV. But when I became a tennis mom, oh man, like that is an exciting sport, really, because you're just I don't know. Right. I just you become like a little more invested. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really stressful, actually. Sometimes it's a very but, kinetic sport. Is the thing it always moves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Faster mm-hmm. than you realize. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So it's actually really engaging. So I'm, I think that's neat that you have been. Yeah. Able no, to... I I'm glad that 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 was our sport. Um, we, you know, we could have been a, a hockey family, but everyone around here is a hockey family. So it's good to be something different. You that's know? right. That's right. <laughs> Doesn't get the glory that that football does in in those kinds right, of sports, right. but uh, has its own has its own glory. So it's better for your brain as well. No offense to plays football, me. but yeah. boy, you don't take a whole lot of hard knocks in tennis, <laughs> at least from the time that I played. Yeah. I didn't I didn't get any concussions for the time I did it either. So So you exactly. play tennis? A little bit, yes. I think it was in middle school and maybe into early high school. I didn't play for like the school, it was in like whatever private league they had set up in Grand Forks or I guess lessons and we did kind of like pickup games, stuff like that. So yes, I've done it. I definitely wasn't like a true tennis athlete or anything, mm-hmm. but it, it was a lot of fun. It's something that uh, it just didn't really fit into my schedule, but if I ever had time, I wouldn't mind just like doing kind of like exhibition, just casual tennis every yeah. now and again. It's been a little bit since I learned the rules, but I don't think I would be too out of it. It's, it's <laughs> not too complicated, luckily. If you needed to take lessons, I'm sure Sebastian. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, get the court sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's I'm, a lifelong sport. So yeah. yes, well, you'll easily beat me too. So that's a, that's a solid. <laughs> like there you go. There, there's a good. Oh, you, uh, haven't, you haven't seen me play. You, oh. <laughs> You don't I that. don't think I'm going to stand any chance. I mean, I appreciate if you let me like win like one set here and there, right, like right. just to go easy on me. But you know, you can totally just dominate the rest of the game. It's not going to be a big deal. Oh man, my ego isn't too big when it comes to tennis or any sport. I know I'm usually going to end up losing. It's fine. So, so uh, kind of going along, transitioning back to, I want to hear a little bit about Christian college because I'm mm-hmm. um, going to a Catholic college. Um, what was what was it like? What was your experience like there? I mean, a lot of people are going back to school this week, so it's kind of a good time to be thinking about that and and yeah just share a little bit about that experience and for our audience here yeah and no it was awesome um i really really loved it out there uh great school about 500 students um so the the student to professor ratio was really good um really devout catholic college um daily mass 
daily adoration. Um, they just they really promoted the Catholic faith in a great way through all their classes, and then also just through campus life, um, whether it be events or even sports. Because everything was centered around Christ, which was really, really incredible. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Um, right now, there's a lot of young people leaving the faith. Did, did you have any of those temptations? Was that part of your journey? I mean, sometimes you do have to go off on your own and make the decisions for yourself and kind of discover. Did you, did you have any wandering times, or, or did you just stay solid throughout? Or what was, what was your journey like spiritually? I stayed pretty solid. I know a lot of people are leaving the faith um, just going into college. Uh, but I think due in part to the how solid Christendom was, um, and also just my own personality, like I knew what was right, so there was no way I was ever going to do anything different. Um, so I never really had any of that, that uh, second thought or anything like that. So even though you're going far away from home, because again, I'm assuming your family's all living here in North Dakota. Yeah. So what did lead you, I don't know if you mentioned it, what did lead you to going to Christendom specifically? Did they like reach out to you? Would you just seem like a good fit? Yeah. Serendipity? Well, both my parents went there. Oh, actually, really? Okay. Which is, yeah, how I, how I learned about it. And then um, my oldest brother as well. So I oh. went out for his graduation in 2012. Um, and that was a, the only time I'd seen the campus. Um, but, you know, I, I liked it. And I, I kind of knew where I wanted to go from that point on. Um, so luckily they accepted me and <laughs> Good. yeah, it worked out. That's interesting. There's kind of like a family spiritual journey then at least there's a lot of connection there. So that's yeah. really kind of a faith exercise in and of itself. It's kind mm -hmm. of following in your parents and brothers footsteps and all that. That's sure. really interesting. Yeah. And then what part of Virginia did you say it was in? Front Royal. So it's, uh, an hour away from DC. Okay. Um, which was nice as well. Cause you could take day trips to, to the museums and, um, mm everything that DC has to offer and then be back in the same day. So that was pretty great as well. So it's mostly in the Northern Virginia area, I'm assuming. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. Had you been out there for, did, were, I don't know if the March for Life thing was happening at that time, but had you been out to DC for the March for Life yeah. too? Um, I went out with Shanley for a couple of years, I believe. Um, in one year, my senior year at Shanley, I was in the Teens for Life, um, an officer there. So we were, leading the march that year um and somehow i got lost so i i didn't oh, lead no. the march <laughs> there was we, a section because i was there that year mark, too yeah, yeah quotation marks we led the march uh, <laughs> you were so there in spirit i was Sebastian. there i was there I, yeah not at the front for sure it's okay but, to get lost there yeah. right <laughs> yeah so um that was i'd been out a couple times um so yeah i was pretty familiar with the area that's always nice to kind of have a touch point when you're going out into the world like you got to see Christendom and things like that. So you kind of right. had some familiarity. You weren't, you weren't out there floundering around. But was it no. hard to go <clears throat> away from after being raised in a smaller area here in Fargo? Was that tricky or did, or did that end up going uh, well? No, I, I was pretty ready to, to head out and just try something new. Um, so it wasn't really as difficult for me as it would be for maybe others because um, I knew I was going to a, a good place as well. So um, it was it was pretty easy for me to just get on the plane and, and go. And uh, just knowing that everyone else was going to be new as well, um, it, it helped mentally. Yeah, there's certainly, I think we often, especially as Catholics, if you're like, oh, once you know kids leave the home, how are we going to keep them in faith? But I think if you, especially when you clearly have a solid foundation of faith here, it's often good to kind of give them that little push. Like, okay, now you need to go and find your own. I hate the term finding yourself, but you still need to go and like learn 
a bit about your faith and experience yeah. the world and go out that way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really good to actually send people out into the world once they're ready. And it can be really affirming and kind of make you more strong in faith. And yeah. that's something I think we don't talk about enough is the importance of, you know, pilgrimages and journeys and that sort of thing, which just daily life can kind of be its own pilgrimage in itself. Right. So I like that you're able to share that story here because it's a really important message for people to hear. Yeah. I think most people have that, um, almost like second baptism. Like you have your mm-hmm. first baptism where you're, you're raised in the faith and you believe it because your parents tell you it's true. Um, but then you reach, you know, college age and you start to think about it more. And I think that's when you really have to accept it for yourself um, and say, you know, like now I understand for sure that this is the truth. Um, not just because my parents tell me, but because it is, you know, What are some of the things growing up, though, to kind of give maybe younger parents an idea of, like, what leads um, a a young Catholic on on the right journey? Like, what sort of things did your family do to that you can recall now looking back? Maybe you didn't like all of it at the time. I don't know. But you said you have a personality that kind of goes goes with things. But obviously you had a good grounding. So share a little bit about that. Yeah, we uh, all of us were homeschooled for a a certain amount of time. and we learned the basics of the faith there. Um, and we also did the Wednesday night um, at the church, you know, learning, learning more about the faith. And uh, we prayed a daily rosary as kids. Um, and we put a lot of importance on going to Mass, getting to Mass on time. Um, and a lot of us altar served uh, and participated in the church in that way as well. So... Just like every every facet of, of life is connected. No no rebelliousness along the way. No no grumbling <laughs> not, about the rosary. No, or not so not so much. Wow, well, that's little, awesome. A little bit of grumbling, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a little bit of elbow rubbing or whatever with with all those boys. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Fortunately, we're all pretty laid back, uh, so we're uh, not not what you picture when you when you picture a house full of boys of, of fighting yeah. all the time. <laughs> your parents were really blessed <laughs> or just had good genes or just yeah, good right. grounding themselves. They're, they're great people. So, well, maybe on the other side of the break, we can talk a little bit more about you were, you were an English major and we can mm-hmm. maybe talk about what your vision was and where life has brought you since then. So okay. um, we're going to come back after the break here and talk more with Sebastian O'Donnell about his journey. So be right back with more Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. In addition to eye exams for children and adults, Lumen Vision provides custom contact lens services for patients with keratoconus, severe dry eyes, and hard-to-fit prescriptions. These specialty contact lenses can be made for single vision, astigmatism, and multifocal prescriptions. For more information about Lumen Vision's contact lens services, our website is www.lumen.vision. 
As Catholic people, we recognize our lives are gifts from God. Blessings received are a result of God's grace and goodness. Our Lord entrusts us to be good stewards of His many gifts. We are called to conduct lives that honor Him and bear witness to our faith in Jesus Christ. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. As we begin a new year, let's reflect a moment on stewardship. Your life should provide an example to others in the way you live your faith, the way you manage your possessions, and the way you plan your estate and personal affairs. You have spent a lifetime acquiring your assets and living your faith. Fortunately, we can provide you with an estate planning guide that allows you to put all of your important information in one place and enable you to document your intentions. To request an estate planning guide, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, faithful listeners. We are on the next segment of Real Presence Live starting today. Beautiful Thursday morning. Oh, it's Sunday. It's I guess I'm too Catholic. I keep thinking every day is a Sunday in its own special <laughs> way. I am Aaron Bosch, and this is my co-host. Roxanne Solonen. We are talking with Sebastian O'Donnell, who is our new hire at Real Presence Radio. And then, Sebastian, I believe you mentioned at the start of the show, but could you just remind our listeners what was your official position here again? Yep, I'm a business office assistant and an underwriting assistant. Okay, just want to make sure I'm getting that right because we've been putting out, we've had a lot of people, you know, entering into RPR and I want to make sure I'm getting all their positions right so I'm not like, oh, you're the new it's engineer. No, that's great. It's that's a lot great. of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure I'm getting that all right. So tell us about what are your first few days at a Real Presence Radio? I believe it's only been this first week here. Yeah, um, it's been great. Uh, the the people working here are, are awesome. Um, the you know, I'm learning more every day. Uh, it just, it seems like a really tight knit, uh, community, which is great. Um, I think that's what helps a business run is if everybody's on the same wavelength. Um, so, so far it's been awesome. Yeah. Good, good. What's, what, what are your, uh, favorite parts so far? I might be a little early to ask, but is there anything that's really stuck out as like a truly positive like thing about the company other than that it's super catholic and it's yeah. almost like something into a monastery of how many <laughs> crucifixes and stuff we have in here no uh everyone is is just so willing to help out uh when needed um which i i found really helpful because uh, it's a lot of new information to take in um and you know i'm sure i'll develop more questions as well as as i continue working here um but just the willingness of everybody to to help out um i really appreciate that so I have a question. I'm going to put you on the spot. Did you ever, did you used to listen to Real Presence? Do you listen to Real Presence Radio? I, you better now. Yeah. <laughs> this is always such a hard question to answer. <laughs> I would occasionally. Um, driving home from my older job, uh, I would kind of go through the stations and you can only listen to so much music. So right. um, I listened to Real Presence. I think it was Catholic Answers at that time, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I, I found it really really insightful because um, a lot of my friends personally are, are Lutheran or Protestants. So okay. um, I found a lot of the questions to be applicable to my life mm-hmm. too because um, they asked me questions about being Catholic as well. And mm-hmm. I can't just say, well, I don't know. You know <laughs> can, so um, I, I found it really helpful in answering them too. So right. uh, I, I still do listen occasionally. Mm-hmm. Too. Probably uh, more now. 
Yeah, yeah, we do have it playing in our office, so now it's kind of like you don't have a choice. That's <laughs> right, the right. Thing is it's going to get thrown at you either way, which hopefully it hasn't been too. I always worry that the people who are sitting at our front desk, because I do, you know, I obviously help produce the shows and all that. I'm always looking for our audience's approval and then our front desk people's approval because they are the ones who are forced to listen to it. So you're always on the back of my mind when I'm planning these shows and I'll trying to find feedback. guests. Please do. Yeah, for you, sure. you listen probably more than... <laughs> Some of our, I mean, our listeners are really faithful, quite literally, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> that they mm-hmm. keep listening to this show, which is great, and I appreciate it, and I'm always looking for feedback, but we don't tie them down in a desk and make them listen. So if I can right. get the people there to like it, then I know I'm doing well. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So um, what are some of the things you're going to be doing specifically, like, just to let us know, like, yeah, what are what are your job duties? <laughs> um, I'm assistant to Joyce here, um, so I'll be... I've been entering pledges um, for the first first couple days here, um, and I'll be learning how to balance the the books as well, um, and then just learning the whole underwriting process, uh, which is new to me. So um, it's going to take some getting used to, um, but you know, learning more every day. So uh, can't complain there. How do you see your your English major kind of flowing into this position? Yeah, um, probably the ability to communicate what I need or what I, um, or what, yeah, I guess questions I have. Um, and then just the liberal arts in general, the ability to think critically um, and maybe to handle something on your own without uh, going to a supervisor and figure it out for yourself. Um, obviously not for everything, but... Um, just to, yeah, to think through situations and to understand what's going on at the root of them uh, so you can figure out a solution. My husband's a supervisor for a company, and I think he would appreciate more of that. I, I feel like there's <laughs> some of those qualities are kind of declining right now with young people. So yeah. they need a lot of hand-holding and such. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's the wonderful thing about working at a Catholic uh, radio station is that your supervisor then is just God. So yeah. <laughs> you can always go to him for help, and yeah. that's the nice thing. That's right. right. <laughs> so, again, getting back to your English majors, so I'm curious what to hear a little bit about uh, what kind of literature you like to read, nonfiction, fiction. What's your what's your favorite area of reading, or yeah. it's just kind of everything? Uh, it's a good mix. Um, I wrote my thesis on a couple of plays from the uh, 20th century. Um, Which ones? I have to hear. A Streetcar Named Desire mm-hmm. and A Death of a Salesman. Okay. Um, I've seen one of those, at least. Okay. I've seen Death of a Salesman. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wrote about the aspect of the American dream. Um, as seen in those plays. Uh, so I like stuff from that period. Um, I'm also a big fan of Jane Austen. Uh, and right now I'm listening to an audiobook, uh, Watership Down, mm. um, about a bunch of rabbits. Which, a very tragic story about <laughs> tragic. a bunch of rabbits. <laughs> but uh, yeah, really enjoying it. Um, so I like, to, I like to think I read a good amount of, of literature and a good mix. I like your uh, classical kind of background there. I mean, well, it's not like, classical, not in isn't like antiquity, though. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've read probably Aristotle and stuff like that too. But like yeah. classic, like English literature, it's a very good background. I wish more people had that because I'm, I I've read a decent number of classics, but I'm sure you are probably way beyond me. And I I read a lot in college uh, for the classes that it was required, um, like the the Iliad, the Odyssey, and all mm-hmm. that. But I wouldn't say it's my favorite, uh, but. I'm always always willing to crack it open again to to see what's new. Mm-hmm. There's always something new you can find out. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I 
I um, got a book from the library called The History of Philosophy. Mm-hmm. And most of it was very boring. But <laughs> I, uh, I, I still learned something new from it. Um, and I... And that's going back to Christendom as well, just really enjoying the, the philosophy classes and always always trying to be a scholar and a, a student of life, as cliche as that sounds, but um, just trying to learn something different every day. That is a wonderful philosophy. And as someone who, again, my degrees were in history and political science, so I completely relate to that. I wish more people in my field had your view of oh, things, because yeah. <laughs> if they did, it'd be a much better field to be in. For as much as I love it, there's so yeah. many people who have very dour views on humanity and God in the <laughs> humanities, which is such a tragedy. So I'm glad that right. someone in the English world is able to have this nice affirming sort of faith brought to it. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to kind of return to that idea of of reading, you know, uh, reading more than the internet or the, an article here and there um, that flashes across Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think we've, we're losing that art of going deeper and, and, and even just having the patience. I've, I've heard from a lot of people my age that are even struggling to, to get through a book. There, there's mm-hmm. just so many distractions now and our, our brains are starting to get restless or you just not mm-hmm. be able to do that anymore. It's so important. And you think about some of those like St. Thomas Aquinas, like just the brilliance, you know, or, or some of those older philosophers that, that like we, we think we're so evolved, but you look back and go, wow, those, those, those people had such rich minds and could, could probe so deeply. But I feel like we're kind of losing that a little bit with our talking heads and, you know, so. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Everything's a headline and then mm-hmm. it ends yeah. with that yeah. nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. The good thing is that the human brain is something I've done a little bit of study on is so good at rewiring itself. If you just distance yourself and go back to books Mm -hmm. and I'm sure Sebastian, you probably encountered this, you'll notice it's much easier, just a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Your brain rewires itself so easily. It's so plastic in that way. So if you're having that sort of struggle, don't think, oh, it's over. Like once I've lost (laughs) my attention span, it's gone. No, you can get that back pretty quickly if you just focus. It just takes discipline. And I have noticed a lot of younger people too getting back into like, I've had young people quote like Aquinas and stuff to me. Not like just random people on the street, but people in the certain Catholic circles like, oh, that's interesting. Or even obscure figures like you're reading who? Like I haven't even heard of that one. So there is a contingent of younger people who are getting into that as well. So it's not all doom and gloom, which is great Mm. to hear. Yeah, it's good to hear. Mm -hmm. So what are you looking forward to most in this position? I know that's probably like too far down the line, but... But kind of that bigger vision, you know, right now you're learning the details, but what is it about working for a Catholic radio station that excites you, would you say? Yeah, um, just in general, helping other people. Uh, that's kind of what, what drives me in any job. Uh, and knowing that I'm going to help people, I guess, learn or hear the faith, uh, that's one of the most important things. So um, that's, I guess, the broad view of of why I do what I do is, is to help people learn more about the faith. Um, so I'm looking forward to learning more how to do that. Yeah. I, guess. I know a lot of times, you know, the listeners are just hearing the hosts and things like that, but there's all the other people making it happen. And so they're just as important of a component of getting the word out and evangelizing. So it's just like mm-hmm. the broader church. Everyone sees the priest, but there's all the other people who make everything happen around it. So it's not necessarily a, it's not necessarily a one man show. That's the same thing for this radio station, for sure. Mm-hmm. The whole body of Christ working together, right? Yes, so. uh, one great, sometimes disjointed, but always loving communion. <laughs> Any other thoughts, Sebastian, that you want to, a message that you want to send out to our listeners or just anything for a final thought? Uh, yeah, I mean, give RPR a listen if you don't already um, and let people know. 
uh, it's even if you even if you have it on for a couple minutes and then go find something different. Um, just you know, see if it see if it does anything to your life. Uh, you can only listen to so many like podcasts and so much music, and um, you know sometimes you you might want to try something different. So let your friends know. <clears throat> I like that advice too. That you you know, maybe you're only going to catch part of a show. But it might just be that little sliver that brings something that you can maybe share with someone else later. So, you know, that's the way radio works. You're not always just sitting there all day listening. Or you can listen to a podcast, you know, after the show, too, and, and catch up with things. But um, just, just you know, taking what you get and and growing that, like like the mustard seed or whatever. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's the beauty of serendipity or divine timing. It's like, you'll, you'll listen to the radio and you'll be like, oh, that's what I need today. I'm like, oh, there it is. Yep. yep. That's, that's God right there. It's, it's once you, once you focus in on that, it's so interesting how you just notice that happening all the time. It's like, oh, there it was. Answers my right. question. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you on board and uh, so nice to have you in studio this morning. You're yes, doing, absolutely. doing great. You might have to do a few shows co-hosting. Maybe we'll pull you into that. Yes, oh, great. Yeah. Everyone who has a good, that. clear voice is just kind of on our short list of being vo- volunteered for being on the show. So That's the only thing required is you, you, you <laughs> yes. have to be able to talk. And yeah. That's right. That's you're right. a host. All right. Great. No, thank you for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate uh, the platform. Um, so it was, it was good to be here. Yeah, thank you for being on. I appreciate yeah, it. Of course. All right. Well, we're going to be back next with a guest. Her name is Nadia Smatana, and she's from the Dakota Hope Clin- Clinic, satellite clinic in um, Botno that's coming up. That is a new, uh, a new um, event, I guess, that's happening. So we're going to talk to her after the break. So stay tuned for more Real Presence Live. We're happy to have you with us this morning, and we'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 